Hey, hey, you were listening to JC Talks, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado, pray to yours truly, and I'm so grateful you've joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. We are not going to talk about anything serious today. I want to share some news with you, some news I'm very excited about. And uh, but I want to start by kind of sharing with you a story. I I I I shared this with my students a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was just kind of impactful to kind of share. I'll make this as short as possible, so we'll keep this uh, so we'll keep this podcast short. But if there's anything that I want you to take away from this podcast, it is simply this: never, ever, ever, ever give up. When you set a goal for your life, you set a dream for your life, a seemingly impossible dream. You are going to run into obstacles. You are going to run into hard times. You are going to have naysayers. And as we like to call them, haters, right? People are going to look at you. They're going to doubt you. Uh, they're going to laugh at you on your journey. They're going to tell you to, to sit down. They're going to tell you not to keep pressing forward. I am my life is proof that if you just keep moving forward, great things can and will happen for you. So my life started off, and I've shared this story before. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but my life started off back in 1979. My mother, uh, I was born out of tragedy. I'll just say that. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm comfortable going into all of it uh, here on the podcast, but I was born out of um, a sadness, tragedy. Uh, I would even say a crime. And my mother had a choice to make. Uh, she was given a choice to make by the person uh, by my father, actually, my birth father, and uh, she could choose her baby or she could choose her job and she chose her job. And uh, um, so I was left in an orphanage for eight months. Those eight months of not having a parental figure, I'm sure, uh, shaped my life in negative ways. Uh, not I'm sure, I know, shaped my life in negative ways for many years to come. Uh, so fast forward, I was adopted into a family of educators, and I'm so grateful for that. I, I'm, I will always be so grateful because of where I'm going. It never would have been possible had this family of educators not taken me in. So I was adopted by a family of educators. Um, family wasn't extremely close. It, it just wasn't. And there's, there's more that we could talk about, but I'm not going to waste your time here in the podcast. But our family wasn't extremely close. And so I didn't have that necessarily have that safe feeling that a kid should have inside their home. Um, went to school and uh, really struggled. And I had uh, stuttering. I still stuttered to this day. But back in the day, I couldn't. If you told me I would have a podcast, I would have laughed you off the table. Uh, there's just no way uh, because of my severe stutter, extremely severe stutter. And so because of that, I was made fun of and all those things that come with, you know, uh, people who stutter. And uh, I was kind of counted out. And so I kind of, you know, I became the class clown. That was the only way that I could kind of overcome and get the attention that I felt that I needed. I also found music, but that's a whole other story. That was a godsend in so many ways. That was God looking out for me in so many ways. But I remember in the age, um, I think I was around the age of 10, nine or 10, and I was in the fourth grade. And there were two, um, there, there were two classrooms. I went to this small private school and there, there were a classroom that was surrounded by, or, or that was, uh, that was connected by this door. And this door had like this small little room where the teachers could kind of meet up and kind of have a conversation. And that day I had a question for my teacher. So I walked back to this, you know, this little area that I knew she was in and they didn't know that I was there. 
you know, that I was walking in that direction. But I heard one of the teachers say he uh, and they just said my name at the time I was going by Jason. So they said, you know, I just don't see Jason making much out of himself. I don't think he's going to make anything out of himself. And I'll never forget hearing those words and standing there. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it now that that sense of what? Like I'd just been hit over the head with a brick. Like I'd been punched in the gut with the brick, actually. It just, it deeply impacted me. And I said, what? It's not talking about me, but there were no other Jasons in the classroom. She was absolutely talking about me. Those words impacted my life. Now, she didn't know that I was there. She didn't say it directly to me, uh, but I heard her say that about me. And that's almost more dangerous in some ways when you hear somebody say something behind your back because you know it's true then. You know they really believe that. And so I heard that and those words deeply impacted my life. And I will tell you, uh, I spent the next 16 years proving her correct. And I made every choice. You know, there's something I tell people this today. There are power in our words. Okay. And I spent the next 16 years um, doing everything I could to make sure that that teacher, what she had spoken to me about me, uh, not to me, but about me, that those words would come true. And I landed my senior year of high school. Um, I was kicked out. Even before that, I went through a long season of anger towards my parents and anger towards people and almost got placed in a psychiatric ward and all kinds of other stuff happened. Got kicked out my senior year. Thank goodness the principal really liked me and uh, really, um, you know, really saw something in me. And she let me walk, even though I probably didn't deserve it. And I was uh, she could have said, you're going to have to redo this entire semester. Uh, but she didn't make me do that. I'm grateful for that. Joined the military. One of the greatest decisions of my life did that for four years, got out of the military. And I will tell you this, I made an absolute mess out of my life. And uh, again, I was still trying to prove that teacher right. Hey, watch, watch me. You're exactly right. I'm not going to make any, anything out of my life. Moved to after I went through some really hard times and I lost everything. I was living out of the backseat of my car, I ended up moving to Southern California got into a community college. And by the way, I say this all the time, community colleges in Southern California are some of the best. And I encourage people, if you don't have the money for a four-year, go to community college. At least if you're in California, they are some of the greatest teachers I've ever had were in community college. Landed there. And uh, I was walking out at the time I was working in a restaurant and I thought, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. I'm going to be a restaurant manager, maybe be an area manager. And I felt like that'd be great. Maybe I can make $150,000, $200,000 a year. And I was going to work for Chili's. To this day, I still love Chili's. I love, love, love me some Chili's. Okay, I'll take that over any um, fancy dinner, anytime, any, you know, that it, it's just the place to be. So I thought that's what I was going to do. After class, a, a teacher of mine, Dr. Stephanie Kiriakis, pulled me off to the side. For whatever reason, she saw something to me. I will never forget this to this day. She pulled me off to the side and she said, uh, she said, uh, again, at the time I was going by Jason and she said, uh, you know, she said, what do you see for your life? What are your hopes and dreams for your life? And I said, oh, um, you know, I'm going to go to this. And I named the four year college I was going to go to. And I said, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get this major. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to be a restaurant manager and maybe be an area manager. And that's 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 what I think I'm going to do with the rest of my life. She said, no, 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 no. I see more for you. You're going to be a lawyer or a professor. You're going to go to UCLA or you need to go to UCLA. She said, you're going to be a lawyer or a professor. You need to go to UCLA. Never in my, I'll never forget standing there looking at her. And I thought she's not talking to me. I mean, she had her arm on my shoulder. She was looking me dead in the eye. 
But but my mind said, there's no way she's talking to you. She's talking to the person behind you. And I just said, wow, I've I'd never heard anybody speak those kind of words into my life, over my life, say anything like that ever. And so I listened to her and I said, "Okay, I've never heard that before, but okay, I'll go visit UCLA. And that's what she said. She said that was the point she was trying to make. She said there are buses that leave here, you know, twice a month and it takes students to go see these campuses. You need to get on one of those buses and go see UCLA. So I did. I got on the bus. I'll never forget where I was standing at the time. It, It was between but it was all the way down the hill, but it was between Royce Hall and the library. I don't know if Royce Hall is the library. I don't think so. No, there's Royce Hall and then there's a library. And I remember standing there looking up at these two buildings and I said, this is where I'm going to go. And long story short, I made it to UCLA. Um, At the time I was working in ministry, I thought I was going to become a pastor, like start my own church or whatever. And and, uh, so I ended up, I finished up at UCLA and then I started off at a seminary. I actually got enrolled, started a seminary. They sent me all the books. I ordered all the books I needed and I started doing the homework. I said, no, this is not for me at all. I couldn't stand it. I wasn't passionate about it. Didn't like it. That summer I changed up and I went and got my MBA, right? Or I signed up for an MBA program. And so I did that. That took about a year and a half, two years to get. Then I went for a doctorate and, uh, but I was getting a doctor of education. And then last year I was in talks with a school Uh, So I'm kind of skipping some of the details here, but I want to make this quick. Last year, I spent almost the entire year in talks with a school. They have a business school. Uh, I spent uh, almost the entire year in talks with them about becoming a professor at this school, a full-time professor at this business school. And uh, but it fell through. One of the reasons it fell through is because I was getting the wrong degree. So I had to change up my degree in order to make it happen. I had to get instead of a doctor of education, I needed to get a doctor of business administration. And so I did. I did all the work, called the school back, thought they were going to hire me and they did not hire me. Now, I don't I don't fault anybody for this. I'm not. I was a little bitter last year and I but I had to take care of that. But, you know, things always work out the way that they're meant to. And so I turned the corner into this year and I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no um, no idea what I was going to do. And I actually had considered, okay, and I sat down with a very good friend of mine at the end of last year and I said, hey, I'm thinking about going back into the retail, you know, grocery retail industry. I've got an MBA. I could go far in this if I wanted to. I could make good money down the road. And, and I've always been passionate about food, food industries, right? Like the restaurant industry or grocery industry. There's something exciting to me about it. But my friend said, no, I, I don't think that's what you need to do because, and I skipped over a part here. I started teaching in 2020 higher ed. And the first moment I logged in at that time, we were all doing Zoom. The first moment I logged in and I started teaching this class, I said, this is what God has designed me to do. Anyway, all last year talking with this other business school about potentially coming on uh, staff there, on faculty there uh, to teach. And it didn't work out. And I turned my, you know, the corner to this year. And I just thought, what am I going to do? Long story short, long story short, I got the call uh, last week, two weeks ago. Uh, I've been hired as the associate professor and assistant dean at the Fermanian School of Business at Point Loma Nazarene University. And I got to tell you, I am so incredibly excited about this. I'm excited about the future. This is a tenure-based school. Now, obviously, it's going to take me several years to get tenure. Uh, I've got to finish up my doctorate. Um, you know, the ten- all that's exciting. But what I'm really excited about are the staff and the team I get to work with, Dr. Dan Bothy, Dr. Jamie McElwain, uh, and the entire team, uh, and Dr. Randall Schaubert. Uh, I hope I'm, I'm saying that correctly. I, I've met several different professors, Dr. Mandy Morell, 
Uh, and, you know, all these uh, Dr. Randy Wainick, I'm very excited to get to know him. Dr. Fred, or, or excuse me, Frank Marshall, Dr. Kim Hogalut, uh, so many amazing people I had the chance to meet while I was there, met with the president provost and it was a long interview process, but I uh, got the news and last week HR sent me, you know, I passed the background check, thank goodness, right? And they sent me the official and signed the contract and here we are. And so I'm very excited about this. And again, here, here's the lesson for all of us. Um, that I hope that you'll take from this. And I don't mean to share this to brag, but I'm just very happy about it. I hope you'll be happy for me. Um, is, is that uh, once again, uh, the power of words, words matter, words matter, words matter, words matter. Okay. I can't stress that enough. What we say to other people, how we speak into the lives of other people, those words matter. And so it's very important that we say life-giving words to other people, because when we say words that cause death, they cause death. And I've seen that in my own life, uh, not necessarily death, but I, I think in some ways I was actually heading towards that. If it weren't for a stream of people that have helped me and have given me a second chance, I don't know where I'd be. Uh, but words have power to give life. Words have power to take life as well. Uh, and that's so that's the first lesson. So make sure we're very careful how we talk to people, especially young kids, uh, people whose minds are impressionable. When we say something like he's not going to make something out of themselves or whatever it is, uh, that really has the potential and power to wreck somebody's life. Uh, so let's make sure what we watch, what we say. But the second thing I want to say is simply this. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Uh, I am a living witness. My life is a living witness that when we set seemingly impossible goals and we continue to march forward and again, through obstacles, through, um, through setbacks. And I've had more setbacks you can imagine. I've had more obstacles than I can imagine, uh, than you could ever imagine. I've had, uh, so much, so much, uh, that has happened in my life. Um, so much that has happened in my life, but I have never, ever, ever, ever given up. And uh, so I want to encourage you to do the same thing as well. And, and, and this could hit you differently. Maybe it's not professionally, maybe it's personally, maybe it's something in relationship, but I want to encourage you to uh, just stay in there, set a goal for your life, set a vision for your life and stay in there. I knew a long time ago when that teacher said, uh, I, there's something unconsciously, subconsciously, they got in my head and said, you're going to like, you're going to take this journey to being a professor. And if anyone knows me, they know that I'm so passionate about leadership. That's why I do this podcast. There is literally no better job for me to take on than this role right here as associate professor of leadership and assistant dean. And so to get to empower these students, and I'm going to tell you what, I got to do a teaching demo there at Point Loma. And then these students, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to talk like I'm back in a trailer park here. Them students, these students are some of the most incredible students I've had the chance to work with. The master students I've worked with, um, I feel the same way about them. The staff, the faculty, this is going to be my home for a long time. And so I, I'm so excited. Now, now how this may affect the podcast, and I'm considering this, I'm considering this, rebranding, uh, because this is what I have my students call me, Prof JC. So I'm thinking about a rebrand. It's probably going to happen. Prof JC, a leadership podcast. More than likely, it's going to happen. I'll just tell you, more than likely, it's going to happen unless, you know, I talk with some of my friends and they tell me it's the worst decision ever, worst title. Uh, I, I'm going to rebrand it to Prof JC, a leadership podcast. And uh, yeah, it, it just kind of fits. It just kind of works. So anyway, 
Uh, stay tuned to the podcast. More coming. I won't talk about this much more. I just wanted to share this with you, my loyal, faithful listeners. I want to say thank you for listening in. And uh, thank you for being happy for me because I know you are because here's what we all believe because we're leaders, right? The higher we all go, the higher you go, the higher I go, the higher I go, the higher you go, right? So we want everybody to win. We want everybody to succeed. So let's watch our words with people because words have power to give life, to take life. And, and, and never, ever, ever give up. My life is a living witness to the fact that dreams do come true as long as you stay in there, stay focused, stay on the goal, get yourself a good coach. I got myself a good coach um, eight years ago. She started helping me. I don't know where I'd be without her, um, but she's a big part of any success that I have going forward. God bless you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to seeing you next week for new episodes on JC Talks or Prof JC. I don't know when we're going to rebrand, but I'll let you know when that happens. Obviously, you'll see it when you download the podcast. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of JC Talks Leadership Podcast. Take care. 